Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 12 of Soul Food, where we're going to look at arrogance, one of the most critical and dangerous diseases of the heart. Uh, and I'm sure you've been noticing over the last uh, several episodes particularly, and actually throughout, that we've been looking at these spiritual diseases. And the reason we're doing that is that scholars of Islam, of the spiritual path within Islam, they say that you have to rid your heart of the diseases before you can beautify it with the good qualities that it needs. So what we're looking at first is we're looking at these negative diseases and negative quality traits so that we can rid ourselves of them. And then inshallah, moving forward, we're going to look at the ways to beautify the soul, the ways that we connect with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through patience, through gratitude, uh, through love, through trusting in Allah, and so on and so forth. So we're going to uh, look at those praiseworthy beautifying characteristics after we're done looking at these diseases first. So today let's look at arrogance. And what we'll look at in this episode is why arrogance is the most dangerous disease of the heart. Uh, we'll look at the downfall of Iblis, of the devil. And we'll also talk about the ways to treat arrogance. How do we get rid of this very critical and dangerous disease of the heart? So let's look at it. The reason that these diseases of the heart are so dangerous in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in our spiritual growth and in our connecting to the divine and being complete, completed believers is because it veils us from the perfection and the majesty and the beauty of the divine. When a person is arrogant, that arrogance becomes something that blinds them from the qualities and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We looked at envy, which is one of the most dangerous, and scholars say is a root disease of the heart. We also looked at showing off, which is another one of these root and very primary diseases of the heart that needs to be removed. And then the last of the three, which scholars say are the three root diseases of the heart, is arrogance and arguably arrogance is the most dangerous. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala discusses arrogance many times in the Quran. One of the verses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ اِدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ عَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ That your Lord says, call on me and I will answer you. I mean, it's amazing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of majesty, who does not need to respond to our requests, is not obligated to respond to us. That out of his generosity and mercy, he says, those of you who call on me, I will answer you. 
In other words, there's an indication here of humility that you're, you're recognizing your need of Allah. And then he says, those who are too proud to serve me, those who are too proud and arrogant to worship me will enter the fire humiliated. Will enter the fire humiliated. So if you're arrogant, if a person is arrogant in their worship of Allah, in other words, they're too proud to call upon Him, they're too proud to recognize their utter need, then they will be humiliated in the hereafter. And we ask Allah protection from that. But this is just a sign of how serious it is. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, whoever has a mustard's weight, a very small weight of arrogance in their heart will not enter paradise. Whoever has a mustard's weight of arrogance in their heart will not enter paradise. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure our hearts and to make them hearts that are humble and full of, of His mercy and forgiveness. Ameen. So someone might be asking, so what is arrogance? What is this arrogance that we're talking about? Is it, you know, liking uh, uh, certain things? Is it doing well in school or whatever it may be? Imam Ibn Allah he, he explains it beautifully. And he says, nothing repels provisions descending from God as does arrogance. For rain only settles on the plains, not on mountaintops. In other words, that when it rains, the areas that are going to get that rain and collect that rain and benefit from that rain are those areas that are low, not those areas that are high like the mountaintops. And he says, this is the likeness of the hearts of the arrogant. Mercy rolls off of them and falls upon the hearts of the humble. And by arrogant, we mean those who reject the truth, not those who necessarily have fine clothing. Those who reject the truth and who hold other people in contempt. Who think that they're better than other people and that they think that they're too good for the truth. That they don't need to submit themselves to the truth. And in history, the most famous example of that is the devil, is Iblis. When God created Adam, السلام, he created the father of humanity and ordered the angels all to bow down to him. Iblis, who was not an angel, but was actually from the creatures of the jinn, but he was so accomplished in his knowledge and in his worship of Allah and so forth, that he was entered into paradise and allowed to enter into the company of the angels. But when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the angels and him to bow down to Adam, he refused. And when God said, why are you not bowing down? He said, I'm better than him. I'm better than him. You created me from fire and you created him from clay, from earth. So I'm better than him. I don't bow down to him. He should bow down to me. And this is really interesting because it is uh, an expression of the danger of false piety that Iblis thought that he was deserving of better because of his worship and because of something intrinsic within himself, that I'm made of fire and he's made of clay. That is the arrogance that he displayed and that was the arrogance that made him fall from the honorable station in paradise to eternal damnation in the fire. That's how dangerous it is. 
is that it can take someone and when they show arrogance, it'll take them from the top all the way to the lowest point with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to be careful. There was a man who entered the Prophet's mosque, peace and blessings be upon him, and some of the companions around the Prophet, they were praising this man. They were saying, he's so amazing, he such great worship and such great piety and so on and so forth. So when he entered the Prophet's mosque and the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, saw him, he said, I see on his face the slap of the devil. I see that the devil has slapped him in the face. And the man came up to the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and the Prophet said, I ask you by Allah, do you see anyone in this gathering? Do you see anyone in this gathering who is better than you? And the man said, I don't see anyone sitting with you who's better than me. In other words, he thought that he was better than everyone else, which is why the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, despite the fact that he might have a lot of worship or whatever it may be outwardly, he said that I see the slap of the devil on his face because his worship has been destroyed by the state of his heart being full of arrogance. So the scholars, Imam al-Ghazali particularly, he talks about what are reasons that cause people to be arrogant or are the catalysts for people to be arrogant. One is people's lineage. And this is what we see in the world, unfortunately, it's still very much existing today, which is racism is that people feel that I'm from a particular ethnicity, I'm from a particular skin color, which might be better than someone else's skin color, which is completely false. Which is completely false. And that's part of arrogance. Or it might stem from someone's wealth. I'm richer, I'm from a more wealthy family. We have to be careful of these things. Or it might stem from a person's beauty or education or whatever it may be. But we need to be very careful of actually letting arrogance take root in our hearts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, it's amazing. He says that we created you, that God created humankind in different nations and tribes and races and so forth, so that you can get to know one another. And then Allah says something beautiful, which cures all of these arrogant assumptions that human beings have. He says, Inna akramakum atqakum that the most honored of you are not this race or that race or this lineage or that lineage or this well, this socioeconomic group or that socioeconomic group. No, he says the most noble of you in the sight of God are those who have the most piety, are those who are most sincere in their turning back to Allah, those who are connected to the divine, those who live their lives and what's amazing is that we don't control who we are. We don't control what family we're born into. We don't control our color, the way that we look. Those are things that are completely outside of our control. But what we do control is our relationship with Allah, the choices that we make, if we're going to live a life of piety or not. And that is what Allah judges us by. That is the measuring stick for how honorable a human being truly is, not something that's outside of their control. Even if everyone in the world thinks that they're honored because of that, it doesn't matter with Allah if they don't have a heart that is humble and connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
there is a, an amazing story. There's an amazing story of a very accomplished and knowledgeable scholar. And this scholar, when he sort of was graduating, he told his father, who was his teacher, he said, I want to go and teach people. I want to go in da'wah. I want to go teach people. I want to spread this beauty and this knowledge that I've attained with others so that they can benefit. And his father wanted to test him. He said, you know, I want to see if he's really ready to be a teacher. So he told his son, he said, go out in the city and see if you can identify anyone who is less than you. Anyone who is less than you. So the sheikh went out, the young sheikh, and he saw a disobedient believer, a disobedient Muslim. So he thought to himself, he said, you know, this person doesn't do certain things that I'm doing, and uh, they're disobeying Allah in certain ways, and so on and so forth. And I know objectively that I'm not doing those things. But then he thought a little bit deeper. He said, but ultimately, Allah might will for him to repent. And I don't know if I will die in a state of obedience to Allah or not. So I can't say objectively and ultimately if I'm better than him or not, because I really don't know. Then he went on his way and he came across a non-believer, someone who wasn't a Muslim at all. And he said, this person's a non-believer and I'm a believer. He's a non-Muslim, I'm a Muslim. I believe in Allah and his revelation and his messengers and so forth. And I'm living by that. So objectively, I'm better than him. Then he started to think a little bit deeper. And he said, but ultimately, I don't know if I'm going to die on Islam. And this person, Allah might have willed and decreed for them that they die upon Islam and they will end up in paradise. And I don't know where I will end up. So I can't say with full certainty that he's lesser than me. Then he went on his way and he came across a dog. And he said, this is an animal. I'm a human being. This is considered unclean. The, the saliva and so forth is considered unclean and so on and so forth. So obviously this creature is lesser than me. Then he started thinking deeper once again. And he said, if I don't make it into paradise, if I fall when I'm walking across the bridge, the sirat, over the fire, and I fall into the fire, then I'm less than this dog. I'm worse than this dog. So he came back to his father and he said, my father, I could find no one who is less than me. And his father said, now you are ready to teach. Now you are ready to teach. That when he displayed this humility, his father knew that his knowledge had not gone to his head, had not gone in vain, but that it was actually being lived in his heart with humility, with humility. One of the ways to treat uh, arrogance, Imam al-Ghazali mentions a couple of ways. He says, one is to know your value, your true worth, that you are made from earth, you are made from dust. And to reflect upon the infinite perfection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you compare yourself to the perfection of Allah, you recognize and realize that you are nothing. That you don't have any reason to be arrogant. The other thing that Imam al-Ghazali says to treat arrogance is to force yourself to be humble. To force yourself to be humble. Scholars, when they would give charity to the poor, 
they would see that the poor person is doing them a favor and not the other way around. Because the poor person was a means for them to gain reward with Allah, which is an eternal benefit. Whereas if they gave them money or food, that was a limited benefit. So they would see themselves in their heart that this poor person that they were giving charity to was actually helping them more than they were helping him. So that brings us to today's call to action. That brings us to today's call to action. Arrogance is very subtle and very nuanced. One thing is just think about something that would be heavy on your nafs. And what I would recommend is that the next time there's an iftar, next time you're invited somewhere and there's going to be a large you know, group of people and we tend to kind of try to uh, we tend to kind of be proud and try to show the best side of ourselves. When you're invited to that iftar, wear something simple. Wear something that's one of your older garments and not something new. And if that's something that you find heavy on your nafs to do, then you should definitely do that. You should definitely do that because one of the things that, that helps us recognize arrogance is by making ourselves humble. So the next time you're invited to an iftar, just wear something old or simple. You know, you're not going to get a whole lot of compliments. Some people might think you look a little funny. You don't have to wear anything tattered. You don't have to go like extreme, but just wear something kind of old that you're not really particularly proud of and see if that helps bring about a sense of humility in your heart. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from arrogance and to make our hearts humble that are full of his mercy and his forgiveness and his good pleasure. Wassallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Jazakumullah kul khair and inshallah we'll see you tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.